Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of Haitians in Medicine brought to you by the Speak Up Network. Today we have Mr. Christopher Estime and Chris Estime is actually, well he goes by Chris. So Chris is actually a healthcare administrator where he owns his own home care agency where he employs nurses, Home health aides, CNAs, and physical therapists, I believe, or just those three. And LPNs. And LPNs. But now I work with physical therapists. So, Chris, how did like? Let's hear your story. How did you get started? Like, where where did you, where did you where did you start at that you got to here now? Um, I started in started this like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, basically just made the decision to start it because um, had some money saved up. And uh, went ahead and moved forward with it. Uh, this was in December 2017. And from there, you know, we started it. And here we are now. So, like, did you have any healthcare background? No, I had zero healthcare background. Um, in fact, uh, I thought that would have been a problem when we were starting up the agency when we had to go to the state. But it was not a problem. It seems to be an owner. You don't have to have any um, healthcare background. Oh, wow. So, like, even with all of that, like, did you need any experience, like, to do it? Um, I say yes and no. Uh, you don't need experience to actually uh, start up a home healthcare business and actually keep keep going forward. But I say yes because you do. Because you, imagine you start a business, you have no experience on you know, how to pay people, you have no experience on how to market, you have no experience on, you know, how to find jobs for your for your employees and your contractors. So how are you gonna be, how are you gonna run the agency? Mm-hmm. A lot of people they might want to start the home health care agency and they yeah, started it, they sit down and they probably think they're there. You're not there. A lot of companies that start shut down after two, three years. All right. So that's that's why I say yes, but to actually bring the paperwork to the state and say, I want to open up a home health care agency, they don't really care. They'll be like, okay, cool. And they'll let you start it. But there is one thing you can't, as an administrator, you can't really start a home health care agency without a uh, registered nurse. So you've got to have some licensed professional registered nurse. You can even be a physical therapist or occupational therapist to actually like they'll they'll run the medical side of the um, Mm -hmm. of the thing. So the state will ask you for that kind of information. But besides that, as the owner, you don't need any experience. But I'd say you're going to need some type of experience. A lot of people that do HR work, you know, mm-hmm. office work, and, uh, you know, even management in fast food rest- restaurants, like I used to do, that helps out a lot because it builds your customer service. And, and, and at the end of the day, when you're running a business, customer service, marketing, two top things that I really, like, you know, focus on, like, those two things is what really runs a business, you know. Uh, you know how to market to your customers and you know how to provide good service. Definitely, definitely. I remember when you used to be a manager at Cassie back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I used to be a manager. 
So what sparked your interest into doing like specific like home care? Uh, what really sparked my interest is I just didn't want to work uh, anymore. Um, I worked. I was a manager for five years at KFC, and um, when I was going to my sixth year, I said, "Whoa, hold up! I'm not gonna, you know, be a manager here forever because all the managers that worked there, they worked there for 10, 12, 13, 15, some even twenty years. So I'm like, yo, if I get stuck over here, what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna be stuck over here, you know. Plus, I wasn't even, I didn't even have a degree at the time, so I was like, you know, let me, let me wait it out, and um, so I saved some money. I started saving money since 2016. By the time I quit my job, I had like $18,000 saved. And um, from there, I just used that money to build the company, which is, and it was not enough. You know, it's, that's like a measly amount of money to even start it. I thought that was enough at first, but it wasn't enough. But um, it got it started. Wow. Like, some the thing is that some people don't understand, like, they think that you can just wake up and do this. Like, no, this takes, like, a lot of planning. So what were some of the planning that went into just saying, like, from, what was some of the planning from the time that you said, I want to do this, to when it actually came to fruition? Uh, what was some of the planning you said? Yeah, like, because you said, you said um, 18K wasn't even enough. You mentioned that, like, it took, like, one year to save, but I said, like, what was some of the planning? Like, you didn't just save the money and then that's it. Like, what were some of the stuff that you do? Like, what were some, like, did you have to do some research? Oh, yeah. Did you have to? Um, yeah. I think the only planning that I did was research on the internet, um, which doesn't provide much information. I mean, I went to Wikipedia. I mean, I did all the, I researched it in different words. How do you start a home health care agency? Uh, what do you need for a home health care agency? A home health care agency, how do they market to their clients? So I'm asking Google all these questions, and they're giving you the basic answers, you know. And I feel them because, like, um, you know, nobody's going to give them, like, the Internet's not going to give you the right hand on how to make money. Mm-hmm. You just got to use the, the amount of information they give you to actually get started, and that's what I did. Uh, but there were basic information. I, honestly, you, you wouldn't know what to do just reading from Google. You would just get an idea. Because uh-huh. when I when I used to see that stuff on the internet, I'm like, oh, okay, sweet, we got this. And then I started a home health care agency. I remember my first client, when we first started the agency, I was not even licensed in the state, right? So um, uh, that was a big problem, that uh, that client. It was an insurance client, right? And uh, we worked with this client for four months. He was, uh, he was uh, stage four uh, cancer. He was supposed to die in 30 days, but he lasted four months. And uh, when it came to billing, you know, I had to build the insurance. The insurance was asking me for my license, my state credentials. I mean, I had no state credentials. All I had was SunBiz. You know, I went on SunBiz Incorporated, the uh, LLC, and I thought that's all you needed based on what the Google told me I needed, right? It wasn't like that. So, um, you know, we got into a little obstacle, a little roadblock, but we worked out everything with the family. But like I said, that's that's in, in that instance, you know, you can't really just go by off Google. You know, it's you got to have, you've got to find people that's in the industry. That, that can help you, and it's not much people in the industry that wants to help you, but, you know, I got lucky, and I actually got had somebody that, that was able to help me that was in the industry, so um, that helped me out a lot, too. Yeah, so you just talked about some of your hardships. So what are some, like, one of the, like, you just talked about one of your roadblocks. What are some of the hardships that you had to face as someone, as someone who didn't have experience, who just jumped into this, like, like, like you just jumped yeah. right into it? Well, uh, honestly, um, the whole the whole thing was full of hardships. That doesn't that's not it wasn't it's not easy. And honestly, like this is the first year like where you actually reap your, your reap your benefits. You know, we're in our third year. You know, before that, it was it was tough. Like first year's tough, uh, second year's tough. Some of the things 
you know, attaining clients. We didn't know how to do it. I had to pay a consultant $8,000 for an over the course of two months to find out how to actually obtain clients, right? And the thing is, he was, he was ripping us off. You know, he was ripping me off with $8,000 we had to pay him. And come to find out, he, was doing, he wasn't doing much. He was supposed to be some CEO, wizard, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we, had, we learned from that experience when we spent that. He actually got us into a source that could connect us with clients, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I look at it as, okay, I took an $8,000 loss, but he actually bought something to the table, mm-hmm. right? So, um, that's, that, actually, that's what finally opened the doors after, like, I think 11 months of starting the business. That's when we started obtaining our clients. What we was doing before that, uh, I was marketing on Craigslist. I was marketing on uh, on Facebook, um, not Instagram much, not Twitter, but like Craigslist, Facebook to get clients. But that's not how you get them, right? You want to be in um, if you're in the medical field, you want to be where the medical people are at, right? You want to be in hospitals, you want to be in outpatient centers, you know, you want to be in discharge centers, you want to be talking to case managers, and that's what you learn over the course of the years that we've been in business. But when you first start that, you just like. I'm going to do this, I'm going to get on the internet, I'm going to show everybody, you know, some signs and they'll call me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen like that. People are not just going to call you. We didn't even have a, a Google My Business page set up, so we had no reviews online. So I was marketing my business to people. We was talking to leads and talking to uh, referrals, and nobody really wanted to sign up with us because we didn't have no online rep, uh, online views or online uh, presence, you know. And, um, I mean, eventually, you know, we got, I figured that out. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, let me get some online presence. So we started putting money, put like you know, putting stuff online like that. Now that's one of the things that I do on a daily basis. Like you've got to keep your online presence current. You know, we right 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 now on our website. I even got the coronavirus numbers every day. I'm going on the website. I'm adding the numbers. When the state adds numbers, I add the numbers. Mm-hmm. So when people go to my website, they're like, "Whoa, this guy's up to date on everything." So we actually had somebody call us the uh, last week, and they they liked that, and you know, they went ahead and signed up with us, but. You know, it's it's a, it's a tough. It's it's tough. The hardships is really tough because it's 627 agencies just in South Florida. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know, competition is crazy. But South Florida is a goldmine for this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? The competition is crazy though. So you gotta you gotta figure out what everybody else is doing, and you gotta actually beat them, right? And how do I do that? You know, I can't beat everybody, but I what I do to actually you know try and beat my competitors is I is I put myself out there, you know. As an owner, I put myself out there. Most of the owners, you don't see them. They already made their money, so they're you know they're probably in the back end. They got the arms working for them. You know they got you know this and that working for them. My clients, they 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 contact me directly. They talk to me directly. I, I'm I'm there when they need me to be there. Unlike other agencies, that's true. That's true. You know, office staff. I don't want office staff talking to my clients. I talk to them. You know, I want them to feel comfortable. They talking to the owner. I make the last decision. Right, mm-hmm. unless the office staff dicking them around, and yeah, I'll call you back, and well, let's see what happened. No, tell them call me right now. I handle the problem. What's the problem? You know, that's what I do. So I try to offer myself as a benefit, and a lot of the agency, a lot of the um, uh, clients, they they like that because when you're working with home health agencies, you're just working with a case manager, or you're working with a, a office staff, and and they can't help you out. You know, the best they could do is switch out your caregiver, right? But they're not really listening. And if they're not really listening, you're not getting good service. So I try to add that. There's a couple of things I add as well. I play around with it a little bit. Like most home health agencies, they're traditional. You know, they're doing what they were doing 10 years ago. So we on the Internet, we're playing around with different things, you know, uh, different marketing videos. If you go on my Facebook on my Facebook page, at Care, you'll see uh, we, we, do, we do a lot of different uh, marketing videos. So we had a gym marketing video the other day, mm-hmm. and um, that was a couple months ago. And uh, it's, it's, it's different. 
and, and, and people don't like it. Like, you know, if you're a traditional home health agency, you're like, what is he doing? There's nothing about health in this video. There wasn't. And I did that on purpose. It's, it's a subliminal marketing. You want to get your sign out there. You want to get your logo, right? When you see Red Cross logo, you're like, oh, that's Red Cross, right? You see Pepsi's logo, you're like, oh, that's Pepsi, right? So what I want to do is I want, I want to make sure, like, in this market down here in South Florida, whenever you see that Santa Care logo, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that home health agency, mm -hmm. right? A place for mom, big business, right? Yeah, yeah, you've heard of it, right? That's because they're just... It's just, the locals everywhere, so it's subliminally, subliminally in your subconscious. You don't even know it. So what you got to do is you got to put these logos in people's subconscious. So when the time comes that they need the service, they'll call you. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard of that. Uh, 15, 10 years ago. Let's call them. I heard they had good service, right? So that's what we try to do. You know, we try to play around with the marketing a little bit. We're not doing traditional stuff. Uh, people doing postcards, flyers, and stuff like that. Those are cool, but we we do, we like the internet. That's the power we got these days, you know, and, we, and and thank God I'm young and I'm able to use the Internet. So I use the Internet to my power, the marketing, and that helps me overcome some hardships, uh, you know. But, you know, it's, it's always hard. This, this, this business is crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's really crazy. So, like, you just explained how the business is crazy. How do you keep afloat in a business like this? Um, I know my, a lot of people ask me that. Um, honestly, I, I don't even know how to do it. Uh, I can't answer that question directly. I just try to really take things one one day at a time. Um, as the problems come, I try to tackle them, tackle them on as as they come. But um, I don't really have a specific game plan to stay afloat. I don't even think I'm afloat. I think I'm underwater every day. <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you face right now? Um, right now challenges. Uh, I don't think I face real any real challenges. Um. We're doing a little better now. We're doing pretty good. Um, I'd say one of the biggest challenges really is waiting on uh, insurance payments. Probably it. You know, sometimes, you know, I make sure your cash flow, you know, you're able to maintain cash flow until that insurance check comes in, right? Sometimes you can have $30,000 out of an insurance company. So your company got paid $30,000 before your insurance check comes out. So can you manage that? Before when I first started, I couldn't manage that. I remember when I first started, I had like, wait, $12,000 stuck in insurance payments. That means I had to come up with $12,000 before the insurance could pay me. And we didn't even know if they were going to accept us or not. So that's one of the hardships. And that's a, that's a continuing hardship even for other home care agencies that I talk to. Uh, other owners, that's a problem for them. Like You got to make sure your, your private paid clients and your insurance clients match. Because if, if you got more insurance clients than private pay, you, you're not going to be able to stay stable. Because insurance checks don't come. You know, they don't come the next day. They, they come 30 days, 60 days later. Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably one of the only challenges that we face. Okay, Chris. So with all of that and even with all the setbacks, how do you feel like this all ties into you and your Haitian community? Um. Yeah, like, like I was saying, uh, I, I don't really feel like, uh, I don't really feel like I'm really like, uh, you know, I try to keep I try to keep everything equal, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really feel like I'm really like you know part of the Haitian community or part of the Black community, or because I work with I work with a different a wide variety of people, you know, mm -hmm. a wide variety of people, with different cultures, different backgrounds. So you know when I when I'm going into somebody's home, I try to just see them as a person and they see me as a person. The only way I can say I probably help the Haitian community is by you know hiring, trying to hire uh, nurses, you know, qualified nurses. That are Haitian, I, you know, I have a lot of these in South in South Florida. You have a lot of Haitian nurses, and uh, you know, we, we try to provide them with jobs. 
Um, but uh, when, when, when you say tie back in, it's not really much, you know, that, that I'm really doing, right? Because, uh, you know, when, when, I, when, I, when I, as an owner, I try to keep everything just, just neutral, just keep everything, you know, standard. I don't really see color, you know, you know even though everything is going on, but you just got to try it, like, because... When when you when you're a black owner, you you already starting at the bottom. You start at a deficit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got to do more to attain client. You got to do more to attain business. So I'm already doing that. So I'm just, I'm just going to continue doing and um, you know not try to see you know left right or what, what's going on. You know I try to act blind to all that stuff. You know because when you start talking politics, you start talking about colors, cultures. People don't want to do business. People do. Some people might. You know. So we try to just stay neutral with everything. Okay, I understand. So you were talking about earlier how you like just quit your job, took your life savings, and started this business. Like, how did that go? How did you have to explain that to your Haitian parents? Um, it, it was kind of easy because I don't live with my parents uh, at that time. I had already stay, I was already staying by myself. Okay, so I'd have to face them. You know, like <laughs> you just had to tell them over the phone, and uh, they they you know the one thing about it like my dad he he he, he me and my dad won't talk much. But, like, he always gives me this kind of energy, like, he trusts what I'm doing, right? My mom, she's the crazy one. She's like a lot. So she was going crazy. She's like, oh, my God. And I had no job for six months. I had no job trying to start this company, right? And uh, we were just trying to start to see what was going on. So um, when I told my dad, he was just like, you sure what you want to do? I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but this is the right step. And he was just like, okay, I know you got it. I'm like, okay, sure. All right, let's do it. So, um, you know, that, that that was easy. My mom, she went crazy. Oh, you know, she's going crazy about it. So, um, you know. They always remember, they always, every time you just want to do something that they don't want you doing, they always refer back to their journey. Like, hey, I did all this to come here. How you just go, how yeah. you just go quit school? Like you know, this? even even now, like, my mom still be thinking this is crazy. She, she's like. <laughs> Uh, why don't you just go get a job? Cause you know I will be so busy. She called me like I'm gonna call, call you back. Call you back. Huh? You call you always call me back. I'm like I'm busy. I'm working. <laughs> so she thinks this lifestyle is not regular, right? You know she's like you, you need to go work. You know job. Go work ten to two. Whatever you know whatever the hours are. Go back home. So you don't have to worry about nothing. Cause I work home. I'm at home like eight, late night. Remember that one night? Mm-hmm. Called Eleven. I'm working. I work until all my jobs are staffed. Right? I can't go to sleep till my jobs are staffed. So. That night, I couldn't go to sleep till my job was staff, you know? Yeah. So, Chris uh, called me, Chris called me at 11 o'clock at night, dead asleep, talking about, hey, can you go see this cloud? I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, this happens, <laughs> happens every day. Um, but, um, so, you know, it's like, she thinks that's crazy. My dad, uh, like, he, he he never really, like, congratulated me or nothing like that. But uh, my mom had told me um, last, like, um, two or three weeks ago, she was talking on the phone. And my dad, he works he works a tough job, right? I haven't made enough money to retire my people's yet, right? So... Um, they still working, you know, their tough jobs. Well, my mom's job is a little bit easier. My dad, he works um, with, um, uh, uh, he does, he drives those y- big yellow trucks and moves the sand and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big dirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like construction, but not really construction. Because no, he can like actually do it for different fields and stuff. So he, that's what he does. And, and he was working so hard a couple of weeks ago. He, he was on the phone with my mom. And he, he told my mom, he was like, I'm so happy my son like to work with people. And he's his own boss. So that's the only form of congratulation that I got from my dad. When my mom told me that, I was like, "What?" I, had, I told him, I said, "I said, mom, what, what he said?" Because I, <laughs> I wanted, her, I wanted her to repeat it. Because, bro, he never told me like, bro, I'm working so hard, man. Never told me like, 
like I like what you're doing. You know, you're working harder than what <laughs> I was doing. Free. So I, I like me that that actually was a fuel, bro. Like when my mom told me, I was like, I gotta keep going hard, like because I mean, I, I I was work, I'm working hard, but I feel like you know, like I'm just working hard for myself now for my family that's coming up, right? So I, I never really felt, I never really thought I had like you know support from my parents, and I don't, you know, not that much support. So. Um, but hearing that my dad said that, you know, I was like, oh, okay, so let's keep going, you know, we'll stop. Get this money. Yeah. So as okay, as a health administrator and as someone who's running a business like this, how do you keep yourself developed professionally? Um, like are you like what degree do you have? Like are you like trying to always gain certificates? Do you attend conferences? Like do you network? Um, in terms of uh, professional appearance, I try to maintain a professional appearance no matter what. You know, um, when I even even on Saturdays, Sundays when I go out, like you know, at one time we, we linked up on a Sunday, I was well dressed, mm -hmm. right? I, I prefer I prefer to go go out in the public with my shirt tucked in, uh, even if it's just a shirt or or, or a, a dress shirt. I, I like that feeling of just being able to wear those comfortable clothes and just going out into the public. Uh, I do. I used to do a lot of networking uh, before Corona. I used to do a lot of networking and and talking to people. I, I do try to talk to people, different people in different businesses, different people in different areas. Not only my business, but I, I like to see what other people are doing, right? And um, thank God, I work. Um, one of my offices is, is in a building where a lot of businesses are in that building. So I try to network with a lot of people there. Uh, you know, and and, and, and and professionally wise, so that's what I do. Uh, school wise. Um, believe it or not, uh, I don't have a bachelor's degree, right? Mm -hmm. uh, got, I got like 113 credits uh, at FAU. You know, I'm supposed, I'm supposed to graduate any time, you know, but I just started going back to school um, to, to try and get my bachelor's. So I'm going to do that. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't really need it. I'm a, I'm a public management major, uh, so I had switched my major in 2015. I used to be a computer science major, uh, so I used to code. You know, I used to code a lot, Java code, C++, uh, those, those are my two things. I still can code. I can read code, right? But um, I'm not, you know, that, probably not that good at coding no more because I haven't done it so long. But when I transferred from uh, Florida Memorial to uh, Florida Atlantic, uh, the, the coding was uh, superior. I was like, whoa, they, oh, yeah. they weren't teaching me nothing back then. <laughs> I come to Florida Atlantic, they they teaching me, they, it, they I'm like, this is the real, this is real coding. So I could get out of there because I had a C. My first coding class I had a C in there. I, I never had a C. I, I was getting A's and B's at Flomo. And in fact, I was getting like mostly A's. My grad, I left Flomo Memorial with a 3.8 GPA. Sorry, 3.8 GPA, right? So I come to Flomo Memorial my first semester. I'm getting like C's, C pluses. Like, I think I even had a D. I was like, whoa, this is tough. I had to get out of there. I'm like, yo, who's my advisor in this place? I got to get out of there. This is my first semester at Flomo Memorial, Florida Atlantic. So I'm like, um, I gotta talk to somebody, you know, that can get me out of here. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I finally did that. I started sending emails to the financial aid advisor. I'm like, I know this ain't your department, but get me out of this um, degree. You know, I, I want to go do something else. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was setting up with, uh, I sat down with um, somebody, a dean or something. You know, I, you know, those people you never really know who they are. They tell you their title, their name so quick you just gotta try to remember, right? They never introduce themselves twice. So I sat down with a guy. He's like, what do you really want to do? I said, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I wanted to be a computer programmer. But now I'm gonna do anything that don't got math in it. <laughs> and so he started looking at the he started looking at the degrees that don't have math. He sat down with me. He was like, he was like, yo, let me see what degrees don't got math for you. I'm like, let me, let me tell you something. I don't want to do any math at all. He was like, you know, you got to do a little bit of math. 
So he found me on public management, public safety, criminal justice. But I see these three degrees, they're pretty good on, you know, not that much math. You stop at statistics. I'm like, statistics? Golly, I'm like, that sounds like a hard math, you know? But I was like, you know what? All right, no problem. I'll, I'll go ahead and take on public management. So I switched my whole major. I didn't even know what public management was. Mm-hmm. It's not until I, I went home and I started looking at the, and on the internet, I'm like, what do you, what can you do with a public management major? So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I like this stuff anyway. So I did that. And, um, uh, you know, my last math that I took at Florida Atlantic was statistics. And it was easy. I had A in statistics. It was the easiest math ever. You just got to make sure you follow the trend. And I was like, hey, <laughs> there's no real math here. Follow the trend. I'm, I'm good at following trends. So I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was making it happen on that. But, um, yeah, professionally, you know, you just you just got to keep, keep keep everything mutual. Um, you know, stay away from the Internet, right? You don't argue with people on the Internet. That's, that's not professional anymore. You know, like back then, yeah, you could argue, but when you're trying to do something in the world, you mm-hmm. see people arguing on the internet, you just kind of just, it might hurt, hurt your nerves, but you just gotta, gotta just look at it and keep going, you know? And, um, you know, talk about it with your friends, because sometimes you gotta spit it out and you know, oh how you feel, right? So, that's just that. So, what advice would you give to someone who wants to do what you're doing and they see you at the I would say, I mean, I wouldn't look at myself as a success. No, like, I'm fighting somebody every day. Does. I mean, yeah, what I would say is, you know, you, you got to figure out if this is something that you really want to do, right? Because this this is a field, you know, you don't want to just jump in it. Mm-hmm. it it's got to be something you want to really, really want to do. Because if you really, really want to do this, then when you when you get in and you start seeing the uh, everyday challenges, you, you're going to know how to fight. You're going to know how to get through it, where to get through it. You see a bigger vision, you're going to know how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But if this is something you just like, want to get in just for monetary gains, don't even jump in, right? You want to make a difference in the community? Go ahead and jump in. You know what? You, you know how to, how to actually keep yourself calm and collected well, even when everything else is storming around you? Get in. Right? That's what I would tell you to do. But if it's just like, oh, dang, that's another route to make money quick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Three years in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. You're not going to make no money that quick. You know what I'm saying? That first year made, first year in business, I made $44,000. That was net profit. That was a gross, gross, gross profit, right? That, that's all the money we made the first year, $44,000, which wasn't bad at the time because when I was running KFC, as a manager, I'm making $30,000 a year. So I'm like, damn, first year in business, I made $44,000. I didn't really net it. You know, that's not the net profit, but I was like, I could do this, right? Uh, so your first year, you're not going to make no money. Second year, it's better, but, you know, it's still tough, you know, so... This year was very, was very promising, but we had this growing stuff tremendously, like stock growth. So we're trying to come back from that right now. But um, yeah, really, your heart got to be really into it. I, I don't even know if my heart's really into it, but I know what I want to do. So I keep going. I keep moving forward, you know. And, and I like really helping people. Helping, helping people out. There's some really, really sick people out there. Oh yeah. I'm not talking about like mindset. I'm talking about physically. No, yeah, definitely. That needs help, and then you know they look for you. You know, get somebody there to help them out, right? So you gotta be able to help those people out. And and a lot of my clients, they 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 treat me with respect. Mm -hmm. They treat me with respect. They don't talk to you because you're like the white man. Yeah, they they well a lot of my clients do. You know, but um, you know. Thank you, Chris, for coming today. So, Chris, let the people know where they can find you or your business on the, you know, social media. 
Uh, yeah, so everything's uh, Senocare, S-E-N-O-C-A-R-E. Uh, so you can Google us um, and uh, like our Facebook page. Uh, our website, Senocare Now, if we have any RNs listening. You know, I'm always hiring RNs. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, you know, uh, I like RNs that are uh, motivated and smart. Not the lazy ones. I don't like any lazy people. So um, if you're looking for a job, CNA too. If you're CNA, you know, you're trying to get your RN license, give me a call, see what you got. But uh, you know, if you're a RN, we like that. Well, we hire RNs as much as we can. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Amy, she's been really good. She's been helping me out a lot. I, I don't know how to make it without Amy right now. <laughs> She came in like three weeks ago, just and we just started like getting bombs everywhere. So she been, put, she been fitting in where she where she where she can. So it's very helpful. Uh, I like people like that, you know. Um, like, you know I, mean, I got a lot of my RNs. They're like they, they love me. They like this. So you know, they, they help me out with a lot of situations. They, most of the RNs that work in home care work at a hospital. So the schedule, uh, schedule, you know, their schedule is limited. But they try to come in where they can. So it's good. This is the Haitian Medicine Podcast brought to you by the Speak Up Network. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Haitians in Medicine and on YouTube at Blood and Those Best. We are on iTunes, Spotify. Thank you for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.